0: Hello, and uh, welcome to Minnesota Home Ownership Center's sixth episode of the Welcome Home Podcast. My name, as always, is Bill Gray, and today we're going to take a look at the recently released 2022-2023 State of Asia America Report, and that's produced by the Asian Real Estate Association of America, or ARIA. Uh, Joining me are two active members of ARIA's Twin Cities chapter, Nale Vu and Long Doan. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Nale, you're the chapter president this year. So let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you're involved with homeownership professionally.
1: Sure, absolutely. So I am the uh, 20, well, since 2020, uh, president of ARIA Twin Cities and ARIA stands for Asian Real Estate Association America, Twin Cities chapter. There's uh, 43 chapters total. Uh, we happen to be one of the newer chapters, um, being one of the co-founders, of course. And uh, it's been a pleasure serving the organization, um, doing events, uh, and also a lot of community work and advocacy. So um, it's been a great two years. And I would say thus far, um, this year has been most impactful in moving the needle and working with other diverse organizations as well in the Twin Cities.
0: Yeah, really cool. We had that uh, diversity uh, home ownership fair mm-hmm. not too long ago. And yes. You guys and the other two associations. So great, yes. mm-hmm. great. Thanks. Um, we're also fortunate to have uh, Long Doan with us today. Long, you're a real estate broker and CEO of Twin Cities-based Realty Group. Um, and uh, as Nale said, one of the founders of the ARIA chapter. So um, maybe tell us a little bit about you, how the chapter got started, that kind of stuff. Yes.
2: Yeah, so uh, um, Johnny Lee, who's now Nali's husband, and <laughs> Sai Vang, uh, and along with myself were the three Co-founders of the Twin Cities chapter. Uh, RAR is, um, dedicated to promoting sustainable home ownership in the Asian American communities by creating a powerful national voice for housing and real estate professionals that serve this dynamic market. So with all of the other affinity group, which, uh, Nali already mentioned that we all work together to promote uh, home ownership. What I like about RIR is it also opened to all real estate professionals. And, um, you know, real estate transaction is one of the, the biggest financial transaction people's lifetime. It is also one of the most complicated and complex with sometime over 40 people touches a real estate transaction. Yeah, Because of that, we want all of those professionals to learn uh, and be educated and network together, so we can better serve the Asian American communities.
0: Right, right. Well, I think I think that's great. Um, so we're we're thrilled to have you both with us today. And uh, so let's get to today's topic: the ARIA State of Asia America Report. Um, so uh, it's a hefty report; it clocks in at about forty pages. And um, I should say, it's a look from a national level, not just Minnesota or the Twin Cities. Uh, still, it's a wealth of information on the Asian American. Position. Pacific Islander experience in the homeownership arena and it is instructive uh, to us in our work at the homeownership center as we continually strive to meet the specific needs of all the all the groups we work with um I did have some top line takeaways and I'll just kind of rattle these off here and and then we can uh, we can maybe talk a little bit about stuff. So um, the U.S. AAPI population nearly doubled between to- 2000 and 2019. It went from 11.9 million to 22.4 million uh here in the Minnesota nearly 300,000 uh, API individuals uh, make their home here as of 20, 2020. What was interesting to me is 87% of those folks live here in the Twin Cities so uh, very concentrated in, in, in the cities here. Um, one of the uh, findings that I thought was, really interesting in the report is they say 65,000 AAPI households are uh, what they refer to as mortgage ready. So that's, you know, credit score, uh, assets, that kind of thing. Even with the high median home prices we're seeing today, two thirds of these households could still become homeowners without becoming cost burden. And that's when we talk about sustainability as far as homeownership goes and that kind of stuff. Um So, And and what cost burden means for our listeners and viewers is that they would be able to spend less than 30% of their income per month on housing expenses. Um, And on the topic of being cost burdened, uh, the AAPI AAPI population here has the lowest percentage of cost burden households among the different ethnic groups at 24.8%. Um, So save for white non-Hispanic households, that's the lowest. White non-Hispanic sits at 22.7. Finally, three out of every five AAPI households in Minnesota, or 60%, already own their own homes. And that is uh, quite a bit higher than any other ethnic group, again, save for white non-Hispanic, which which sits at 76.9. So let's talk about all those numbers I just rattled off. What is this telling you? long you want to go first yeah so okay. you know um <laughs> as you mentioned nearly doubles
2: in 2020 right the aapi community mm-hmm. that's a uh, uh, over 80 some percent um you know increased and you got the hispanic at about 71 percent the african-american about 20 percent mm-hmm. what that is saying is that the asian uh, american community demographic uh make up of a large home buyer market yeah. and um you know by uh just looking at the statistic out there you see that the uh, asian american community for the most part uh more educated uh 33% of all 25 years or older in the us have a bachelor degree or higher mm-hmm. in the aapi community that's over 50% at nearly 55% oh. so because of that the, the income is also uh you know an advantage uh, because only six point four percent of the workforce in the U.S. Uh, are from Asian American, right? Mm-hmm. But yet, one of every four in the technology and mathematic industry is by an Asian American. Mm-hmm. So you got good income there, which would help out with down payment and reserves when you go to as you call it mortgage ready. Right. You know, then you come to credit score. You know, uh, for the most part. You get very good credit, or maybe the opposite way, little to no credit, right? Yeah. Because uh, a lot of Asian Americans think debt is a bad thing. Because they don't they use don't, credit. That's sometimes. correct, yep. right? Uh-huh. So they, they don't want to be, I mean, for, even for me, from Vietnam, uh-huh. every new year, the biggest thing is don't carry debt into the next year. So you go try to pay off all your debt. Oh, interesting. Right, you know, so that's why we need to educate the community that sometimes it's good to leverage debt and learn, yeah. how, you know, uh, how to leverage it and, and have good debt. And then... Uh, you know, you, you've also got, the, the, the motivation, you know, of wanting to own a home because, uh, our, our community is very family oriented. So that's where, you know, you might also see multi-generation in the family because that's where you build stability and build tradition and memory. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Asian American, uh, there's still a disparity gap, of course, in all of the demographics there. Uh, but the Asian American are most ready and more gets ready, as you call it, to uh-huh. purchase a home.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, long said it all. Um, I, I mean, gosh, long, you could have left a little something for me to say. Um, uh, but no, I mean, he summed it up very well and statistically too. But, um, you know, all these numbers are really great, positive indicators, um, that the AEPI community is really coming up. Um, whether it's first, second, third generation immigrants, um, you know we're we are coming from multi generational family households. Um, we want to pursue higher education. We want to we we are pursuing higher education. I should say we're pursuing higher paid jobs, um, and we are wanting to build wealth just like everybody else in America. And so because of that dream that our parents or grandparents were not able to achieve and attain, you know, um, in us in in the first, second, third generations, uh, being like the new uh, the new segue into uh, building and creating and attaining that wealth. I think it's really helping us to sustain those numbers um, because of the fact that the the affordability is there. Um, I think the only few barriers that we continue to face is just language barrier, mm-hmm. um, housing affordability, just like right now with, yeah. you know, a lot of uh, first time millennial, first time home buyer millennials uh, in the API population trying to purchase a home, um, Maybe that may have kind of tapped them out of the housing affordability, but, you know, they'll be back in the game again once interest rates kind of settle down. Um, but but those are a couple of uh, bears that we face and then also the the credit. Right. So um, because there are a lot of folks in the API community who are also business owners, uh, maybe they don't know how to manage their financing. Maybe they don't file all their taxes because they don't have the education um, or the resources right to have proper training and handling and managing their business and finances. But they have the cash. Um, and so that's always like one of the, the main issues. And I think Long can agree too, is that, you know, never underestimate a hardworking family or individual, right? Because especially if the the fact is that if their bread and butter is like growing crops, you know, vegetation, um, if they're uh, running a restaurant, um, Even though they're hardworking and laborious, um, they have the cash, they have the funds. And on top of that, they have the support from family um, because it is like multi-generational most of the time, Um, you know, mother, father, son, and then daughter-in-law, and then also vice versa, right? Uh Uh, Daughter and son-in-law. Everyone helps each other out. Maybe they're all under the same roof. And eventually, once that support system uh, continues, and then one child and their spouse or children are able to merge out save enough money, then they go and they become first-time homebuyers as well. Um, Therefore, then, you know, attaining their education, higher education, higher paid jobs. And that is what is, um, I I would say that's kind of the chronological order that, you know, um, a lot of Asian families tend to practice is support, family support.
0: Yeah. Oh, very cool. Um, So um, maybe I'll just throw throw a few questions out there to to follow up. So uh, Nale, maybe I'll ask you this. What do you think is the appetite for home ownership among this group? Let's talk about the people who, who don't own homes right now. Um, and, and I know we're generalizing, but what do you, what do you, uh, what do you see as the appetite for this out there?
1: The appetite as far as like homeowners wanting to, do I
0: want to become a homeowner or do I not, do I want to wait, you know?
1: Sure. I mean, I think it really depends. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of first-time millennials at this point. Um, That's my observation experience right now as a real estate agent is uh, I'm helping a lot of first-time millennials and um, very, very little percentage are they first generation immigrants. Um, you know, at this point it's second and third generation okay. immigrants. And so um what what I'm seeing is uh they are questioning whether or not they want to be off on their own and not be under mom and dad's house, mm-hmm. uh not be with their in-laws, or not, you know, bunk with their family and friends anymore, um, or stop renting, right? Mm-hmm. So these questions are in mind, um, of course, many times when they do want to spread their wings and fly and own their own property and own their own home start their investment is when they have uh, a family when they start off that family there's that one child and then the second child and they want to have their own piece of privacy um they want to be their own host of their home and events right and so because we are like a very custom and cultural um ethnic uh, ethnic group um we we host a lot of you know, different events. And so a lot of folks I tend to hear is, well, I want to be able to have my own space to, you know, do my own events, have my friends over, um, have my child run, you know, within the fence or privacy of my own home. I don't want to have a shared wall. I don't want to share about them anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's the reality of it. And so those are some motivations.
0: So starter home maybe looks like uh, what does a starter home maybe look like for what they're looking for?
1: I mean, with the home prices in the Twin Cities right now hitting at three three $350,000 yeah. average. Uh-huh. And in fact, actually just last week we were running the Twin Cities market stats. It's showing three hundred dollars now. Yeah. Um, it was like around Three thirty-nine just a few months ago, Uh so um, I mean it's it's really tough. uh, But um, a lot of uh, a lot of millennials are kind of holding back right now because of the recent interest rate increase, um, and because of that, realistically, a couple of um, newer first-time. And generation uh, first time homebuyers second generation third generation homebuyers are kind of putting a halt on it yeah, for now because yeah. of affordability right what they once were able to pay for two thousand right you know two thousand dollars mortgage um now is pushing them up to two thousand five hundred and it's really you know it it's is really, really amazing how, how fast
0: those numbers add up yes. and how fast things change right um well, well, interesting. I don't um, know if
1: Long has anything to add yeah. to that. No, that was great.
0: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> no need. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, another question that I that I wrote down here is um, when a client comes to you. Uh, how in general prepared are they for the whole home ownership transaction and and this is something that um, you know obviously the home ownership center uh, helps people learn about the home buying process and then we have advisors embedded in organizations all across the state who can who, who walk you through the process so some people come in pretty much ready to go as far as their stats and their paperwork and, and whatnot goes and some people uh, you know need to take a time out and, and spend six months or a year on, on fixing their credit. Uh, what's, what's your experience with the clients that you
1: serve? Sure. I mean it really <coughs> depends because you've got your clients who are coming to you because they're renting, mm-hmm. leases coming up, and mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're probably not exactly uh, fully credit ready and also mm-hmm. financially too. Uh, most of those folks turn to down payment assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, they turn to gifts from money of uh, gift money uh, from families. Mm-hmm. And then, um, they have to either be coached on their credit to get it up to par for FHA conventional approval. Um, and it, maybe it might take three to six months, um, worst case, you know, a year to two years mm-hmm. to be ready for, for home. And then you've got your other, uh, buyers who are, you know, maybe living with family they've saved up, um, but don't want to, you know, use all their funds. And so they, uh, can, they would, they're open to a Minnesota housing down payment assistance mm-hmm. still, um, But usually they jump right in. And so they just got to get pre-approved and then you know submit all their financial documents and they're ready yeah. to go and so they're pretty those ones are pr- those buyers are pretty quick and mm-hmm. there is uh, substantially more of those than than the renters yeah. r- not where they're not ready
0: right right now we just need inventory
1: right so,
0: yep, um long I was going to ask you um uh it, we we talked about uh credit uh when we first started and and uh, the whole idea of a thin credit file mm-hmm. which which isn't bad credit it's yep. there's just not much there right. and that's um, uh, like you said. Um, I mean in my mind in my mind that's a good thing. Uh, but our credit system is set up like it is. Uh what um how can you help someone when they come to you with a with a thin credit file? And and as Nale said, plenty of cash is
2: yep. just- Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's great to consult with a real estate professional, right? Whether it's a real estate agent or a loan officer that can help you or the home ownership center advisor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's just understanding the process of buying a home as only laid out chronologically what you should be doing. So educating them to say, hey... Um, uh, you know, because where for for especially first and second generation where they came from, mm-hmm. there's a big mistrust in banking system mm-hmm. from where we mm-hmm. come from, right? Mm-hmm. So cats in a mattress is pretty common. Yeah. It's jokingly talk about it all the time. Right. I think we did a, a parody once uh, our, oh, yes. uh about showing up the closing, <laughs> right? With Asian people. First of all, you uh if you anyone out there has worked with an uh, a, Asian uh, um, American family finding a home, right? Mm-hmm. We do things like you show up in the six vans of grandma, grandpa, all the cousins, <laughs> so forth. Going, right, uh-huh. And he show up to closing, bringing a brown bag of cash. I mean, these are all the things that, you know, is normal. <laughs> right. uh-huh. um, even looking at the house as feng shui, mm-hmm. the, the, the address numbers, a big yep. deal sometimes, superstition, really? where the door is facing, the color of the door. I mean, these are things you want to be educated when you work mm-hmm. with Super an Asian cool. American community. You understand right. their right. concern and you educate them past, you know, all this other stuff. Uh-huh. But with that being said, it's the same with the credit file, yeah. which let them know, you know what, you got money. You know, you don't have any debt. It's okay to, you know, to get a credit card, maybe charge it and then make a monthly payment in full so you mm-hmm. don't have interest. But this will show and build credit for you to buy a home. So some people, like Nala said, might be ready to go. Some might need three to six months just to set this just up set so that, that they're, up, right. they're ready to, to go. But for the most part, the Asian American community um, have the have cash, the down uh-huh. payment, the reserve they need it. If they don't, family would help, as right. she had mentioned. So, um, you know, just sit down and learn more about the the uh, the, the, the the buyers or the seller. Uh-huh. Then you and as you network and get educated by being a member of Aria. By the way, you don't have to be Asian American to be a member. As long as <laughs> you serve the Asian American community, you should be a member yeah. so you can network and learn. So you start understanding all the challenges they have, and you'll see it's normal. It's okay. Right. And a quick fix might be very easy or maybe just a couple months or weeks and they'll be ready to go
0: yeah, yeah yeah all right um well I always like to ask this question and it's a particularly interesting moment right now I think the Fed is meeting today to talk about raising the interest rate another point which is huge um yeah. and and probably needed uh so my question of course is is now the right time to buy <laughs> and I know that there's a hundred answers to that.
1: I feel like that's always like that. You know, that's the first question, um, whether the buyer or seller uh, uh-huh. is ready to buy or not. Um, it and, Or they're just curious. Uh-huh. That's always like the curious question, right? That's that million dollar question. And it's supposed to Literally. be a trick question, but it really isn't a trick question. And I'm sure that you know, long has like plenty of agents who go through this and, and it's like the best advice we can say is the right time to buy is if it's right for you as the buyer or seller, if you're financially sound, if you're employed full time, um, you have, and you know, you've got your bank statements together. Um, I mean, whether you have them or not, you know, the best way to line up is to uh, consult with a real estate agent, just like Long said, Mm -hmm. consult with a lender. Um, But the best time to buy is when it's right for somebody's circumstances, like such as life happens, right? You've got kids or maybe you have a new addition coming and you really can't fit in that one bedroom, one bath Mm -hmm. apartment anymore. Um, Is it right? I mean, it's completely up to the consumer to make that decision. Um, I think as real estate professionals, we really work hard um, to try to advocate and look for the best interests of consumers. And, you know, in, in our case with helping a lot of like first, uh, second generation AEPI um, uh, home home buyers, they tend to always ask that as well. And I always say, well, um, where do you live? Well, I'm, I'm living with my parents. Okay. Do you like it there? Um, no, I, I mean, I like it, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's my, my, my mother, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, uh, my you know, sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, my, <laughs> their kids, our kids. And then it goes on and on. Right. And that's like a real scenario. And in, in some instances, and, um, uh, my only question is, well, do you, what do you want to do? Um, it, and and let's let's check it out to see what your options are. You know, um, you know, how's your credit, and when was the last time you looked at it? Right. If everything lines up, <laughs> income, finances, credit, um, I think they're ready to go. Right. Long.
0: Yeah. It's like I mean,
1: that's a golden file.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. That that's everything she shared has to do with what we call. Motivation, time, and ability. Right? What's the motivation to move? So you ask those questions. Yeah. When's it ready? The time for you or not? Maybe mm-hmm. you know it's ready now. Maybe three months, and then your ability. Can you get a loan? But still, circle back to real estate. also one of the the, the the greatest investment you can have in mm-hmm. your wealth building. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I always, uh, we're not giving financial advice, legal advice. So right. I always say check with your attorney, <laughs> right, CPA, right. and your and your financial advisor. But there are a lot of advantages when it comes to finances. This is why it's the American dream to own a home. Yeah. One is you get the mortgage interest can be uh uh uh, uh, uh you know deducted mm-hmm. of course until the law changes, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, you have your uh, depreciation for write-off. You have your appreciation to build wealth. Uh, according to the Federal Reserve, homeowner, homeowners have 40 times yes. the net worth than renters. Right. Why? Because you're able to, to you know, to, to take advantage of the appreciation. Right. So go back to your question, um, is it a better time to, to, to own or rent? Um, we already talked about motivation, time, and ability. But I would say if you do a own and rent comparison. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they'll give you a good idea if you should buy or rent. Yeah. Most of the time, the answer should be probably yes, because I believe you can either pay uh, um,
0: you know, uh, your own mortgage or you pay someone else's right, mortgage. That's right. That's what I would right. say about owning a home. Yeah. Know? And, and rental is so expensive in Minneapolis. It's oh. more expensive than in
2: Chicago. Well, that's what I mean. Most of the time what you pay for rent, you can yeah. own a home, but you got to be ready, right? Yeah. Because right. A lot of people
0: don't realize owning
2: a home is, you have additional expenses. Right. to break. You got to fix. Uh, but still, for the most part, owning is still better than rent. Yeah. Also, uh, it's an anomaly the last couple of years, how low the interest rate is. Right. Two and three right. percent. Six to eight is typical. As you've been, you know, we all live long right. enough now. Including Nala, she's young enough. This uh-huh. why I still remember. You know, I'm
1: getting there. <laughs> you know, normal interest
2: rates about six to eight percent. It right. was even 10, 12, 16 percent. It's still better to own because of all of that stuff. So yes, the rise in interest rates does affect the ability index and your your ability to own home, right? Because for most of us, we live off payments, right? Right. So we want to make sure that payment. But all means that you don't get to buy as as more home. Right. Like uh, the last couple right. of years, uh, I feel bad for buyers, the buy fatigue they have. They're competing uh-huh. with 40 other offers uh-huh. and everyone is paying 30, 40, 50,000 more than what the list price is. Why? Because that payment, afford them to pay more.
0: That's a really good, that's a really good point. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, is it the right time to buy? Well, prices here and interest rates are here, they cancel each mm-hmm. other out. Well, prices yep. here and interest right. rates yep. right. cancel each other out. That's right. Right. If you got this, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact was, even when you were here, <laughs>
2: you still people overpaying were paying, anyway. that's People right. were
0: overpaying anyway. Yep. So that I haven't thought of that before. That's interesting. Yep. Another thing I think about is, um, you know, is now the right time to buy mm-hmm. a car? Well, yeah. your car just died. It's, it's the time. Well, whether That's motivation you right talk about, right? So remember <laughs> right. motivation right. Is always number one. Right. What
2: why what are you motivated to buy or sell? Right. And the timing's number yeah. two. And then your ability to do that. Yeah. Even right. sellers back ten years ago, foreclosure, right. short sale. Right. Even if they want to sell the home, they can't. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but here's another challenge that you're gonna see. People a lot of people, if you were um, you know, savvy enough, you probably refinance your home right. or bought in at two, three percent, right. four percent. Well now, to buy the next home at six some percent, your payment almost double. You almost get the same home. Yes. Didn't you think, think about of that, right? Yeah. So now that the, the, the shortage in inventory will continue to be there, so I don't think you should wait around. This, oh, you that's just look interesting. Just buying a home, yeah, um, you know,
1: and, and that's why he can close.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had not thought of that. That is that is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, uh, well, let's see. Of course, if you are interested in exploring homeownership, here's what we always say at the Homeownership Own Center. Um, Um, And I got to remember it. (laughs) We want you to get ready now so you can be ready when the time comes. The time maybe now. The time maybe next year. The time maybe a couple of years down the road. But the fact is, if you get yourself ready, then when the opportunity knocks, you're ready to to go chase it. Um, and our advisors and our education classes can all help you with that. All of that information you can find on our website at hocmn.org um and so yeah it's definitely worth a look um we have our advisors and educators embedded in organizations across the state everybody from let's say twin cities habitat for humanity to uh, three rivers down in rochester one roof in duluth just all over the state and they'll work with you to help get you mortgage ready educate you in the buying process and walk you through every step of the process. Um, so, uh, anything else you guys want to add or talk about?
1: <laughs> I think we covered quite yeah, a bit. No, the only I mean, thing I would
2: say is that we talk about motivation and time. Yeah. Time and time again. The ability. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think they can't buy a home. Mm-hmm. Definitely sit down with a real estate professional yeah. right. or a home ownership center to talk right. about it. Mm-hmm. For example, I know rates going up, but look at the seller. They may have an assumable mortgage that you can take over. Uh, I don't know the rate. Yeah. Don't be afraid of the arms product. Because back in the day, on-product wasn't that good because oh, yeah. of the prepayment penalty. Mm-hmm. But now, a five-year, seven-year, or 10-year arms are really good because for the most part, you're either going to live in your home for seven to nine years or you mm-hmm. refinance anyway. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to check out the on-product. You might be able to still qualify for a home that you didn't think you would right. compared to a fixed rate. So... Uh, I would explore your ability to buy yeah. after you have the motivation and the time yeah. to figure it out. Yeah,
0: really good point. And those yeah. ARM those arm mortgages, the uh, advisors can walk you through all of the pros and cons of that and what it means so that you fully understand it. Um, so I think that's good. I want to thank you both uh, for being on the show. Thanks, Nelle. Thanks, Long. Thanks Absolutely. for coming on the show. Um, join us next time when we'll share stats from our 2021 annual impact report. And here's a spoiler alert. We worked with more than 22,000 Minnesota households last year. I I believe that is a record. Um, So still going strong on the home buying uh, advocacy side. I want to acknowledge our sponsors, uh, Associated Bank, Midwest One Bank, and Old National Bank. Our sincere thanks to each of these organizations for their support. And that'll do it for us today. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next time.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks.
0: Good stuff, huh? Right. Right.
1: Oh, thanks, Long. You covered a lot. I yeah.
0: have MBC,
2: all relation to NBC.